You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey, everybody, we're back again. Earth Oddity Podcast. That's right. Bad boys of Southern evangelical comedy. Yep. The unwanted, I should say that last, the unofficial, the unacknowledged, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptists across the nation. I'm That's Tiny. Us. Sitting across from me is John. Yep. And Hello. I was going to see how long I could go in this episode with just saying, yep, but <laughs> it doesn't work. You have a good week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I did have a good week. I, uh, it was my daughter Libby's birthday Happy yesterday. Happy birthday, Libby. That's right. Who usually... It's the end of every show. Is that's my daughter Libby? She turned ten years old. Mm-hmm. She recorded that, I think, when she was seven. Mm-hmm. If Sounds I remember right. correctly, yeah. So she thinks she's a star because she's on the <laughs> podcast, and for a lot of other reasons too. <laughs> uh, so we had a little small party with her fam, with our family and like mm-hmm. her cousins and stuff. Now next weekend. Big party, all the girls are coming. And oh, stuff. wow. Okay. Yeah, all of her friends are richer than us, so they were like going out of town for Labor Day weekend uh, and everything. I got you. And uh, so we have to wait till they can come hang out with us poor folks. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know about you, but I am so, I'm wanting some cooler weather so bad. Yeah, me too. I want it to be fall this past weekend. Even though it was 90 degrees, we got out our fall decorations. Oh, okay. We turned on Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. And if I was rich enough, if my power bill hadn't been nearly $300 last month, <laughs> I would have cut the AC down to 60 just so I could get under a blanket. Okay. But unfortunately, that last part we left out. But You know, I don't think we have any fall decorations. For real? We don't really seasonally decorate outside of Christmas. Okay. For the most part. Well, at least you got the big one. I know we had, like, now, before we had kids, we had, like, some Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, pumpkin stuff we would put out. But right. after kids, that's all just, like, we don't even care anymore, <laughs> I guess. Well, now, we don't do Halloween decorations because we're Baptist and, and we don't believe Jesus. in Halloween. We right. believe in Fall Festival, yes. which is the same thing, but not like it but not, at all. But not Completely different. Yeah. But we get pumpkins and we have, like, a little fall wreath with leaves and pine cones and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you know Andrew used told me that they used to have to dress up as Bible characters on Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Well, now there's some good Bible oh, characters. Yeah, some amazing. You could dress up as Satan. Sure. That's horrifying. That's, <laughs> That's a super true. scary outfit. That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, but he was just like it's so lame. He's like, how many times can you be a shepherd? Yeah, <laughs> right? growing up. <laughs> he was like, I just you know didn't enjoy it that much. I'd be like, this year I want to go as Leviathan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that'd, the be good. that'd be good but yeah I, I, fall festival is uh jesus approved halloween right. satan approved <laughs> yes. so choose wisely out there <laughs> listeners okay granted one of them may be more fun <laughs> but it won't be in the end 
our church, <laughs> I think the in the first time for the first time in our hundred and now what seventy seven year history, right, is not having a fall festival this year. I know, and it's super sad. At yeah. least it is for me because I always enjoy fall festival right. every year. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good time, uh-huh. and you get a ton of candy, tons of candy. I mean, you make. More candy coming to the fall festival. You would have to go through a thousand neighborhoods to get as much candy as you would during fall festival. And then, like the teenagers, they always get the boxes and do the box maze yeah, every year. True. And I always wait until all the I wait. I wait until the fall festival is over. Yeah, and to which I can go through it. Okay, you know, because when I go through the box maze, it's kind of like <laughs> you render it ir- irreparable. <laughs> it's like Bugs Bunny when he's traveling underground. Right, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Hudson went through the box maze probably a hundred times last year. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I went through it once back when Thomas was little and he wanted to go through it. Mm. And I was smaller then too. <laughs> right. Which not to brag, I've lost eight pounds in a week. Congratulations. Yeah. So, I mean, look out ladies. Skinny John's <laughs> about to make a comeback. Okay. I was skinny about three years ago. I lost about 40 pounds and then I decided I liked eating bit more than I liked being skinny. Right. But now I have a bet with my boss. Did I talk about that on the you, show? Uh, you talked about it, but you. I don't think you talked about it on yeah. the show. So my boss and I have a $100 bet to see who can lose the biggest percentage of our body weight in a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to crush him. Now, $100 to him, you know, is not much. It's like loaning somebody five bucks for <laughs> yeah, him. Right. Well, I'd say maybe 20 <laughs> Okay. Okay? Yeah. But a hundred dollars to me is good, mm-hmm. and I'm going to win because I I was fatter than him to begin with. Because he'd already been working out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's been trying to lose weight for a long time, and he's not a hefty guy either. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Shane's a good looking dude. Women love him. It's crazy. We go around to stores together, and all like female employees want to take selfies with him. Nobody ever wants to take a <laughs> selfie with me ever. But that's fine. I know my role. If you were owner of the company, yeah. They might want to take selfies with you, not because they actually wanted them, but because they were trying to kiss up to the boss. <laughs> well, yeah, but Shane's handsome. He's a good-looking right. guy. I mean, no joke, Shane. I, I can so say it's like best of both good worlds. Look. He's good-looking and okay, rich. Gotcha. You know, like what a combo. You know, <laughs> talk about hitting the lottery. Good-looking and rich. Right. It's great. And I'm just trying to ride on his coattails, mm-hmm. and I'll go as far as he'll take me, and as much as I can help him. But I'm going to destroy him. And my plan is to destroy him this month. I don't think he listens to the podcast. If you do, Shane, fast forward like <laughs> maybe a minute and a half. And I'll win this, and then I'm going to double a nothing, nothing betting next mm-hmm. month. And uh, and I feel like I can win next month, too. But if I don't, I'll really only have to pay $100 out because I'll have his $100 from winning this month. Right. You know, So I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose anything, but I stand to make 300 total dollars. So a little weight loss hustle I got going on here. Nice. Yeah. And I'm Baptist, too, so now I've talked about betting on the show. I'm sure I'll get excommunicated. Yeah. Well, if anyone from our church listened to the show, that true. might happen. That's true. What is uh, What did Jesus say? Like, people in your hometown don't even like you, you know? You know what? It's Very funny. True. When uh When old uh, Kevin, when Dapper Man came to see us. Yeah. I remember uh, I told my wife, I was like, yeah, it's just a listener. He listens to the show. He asked if he could come meet us. Yeah. And she's like, where is he from? I'm like, Florida. Well, Florida now, but Ireland originally. Yeah. And I'm just like, you don't even know. You right. go to bed with a celebrity every night and you have no <laughs> you have idea. No clue. No clue. No clue. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, I don't know how we got off to where we are, considering we're an odd news show. Yeah. But some people like the banter. We've heard some <laughs> feedback, and some people like the banter. Gave me a lot of confidence. It did. Yeah. It did. I don't know why they do. 
but I'm glad. I'm thankful. You know, like uh, I feel like more professional podcasts probably like map out, like have a roadmap for mm-hmm. each episode, and they uh, will maybe say, "Oh, well, let's talk about what happened here, and tell yeah. me about your weekend or whatever." We just roll, we hit record, and we just start talking. <laughs> I think and somehow it's worked out. I don't know. I think there's a fine line because there's also a lot of podcasts out there where it's just guys sitting in front of a mic talking about whatever. Yeah. And truth be told, they're terrible. Well, they're not as cool as ours. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, credit to us for being super cool dudes. <laughs> you know. So I think that uh, that we have an advantage over a lot of those people. True. Oh, the nerd. Podcasts. All the nerd podcasts. Yeah. Yes. You know that the funk pop funko. <laughs> podcast or whatever, you know, the people that are into those. To one of those. You did? Yeah. We were doing that review exchange thing. Mm-hmm. Can't be any worse than the medical coding <laughs> podcast I listened to. <laughs> Speaking of, I heard that Funko, the the company, is closing shop. Oh, so that's score one for the cool kids. <laughs> I was say, maybe all those Funko Pops that people were collecting, maybe they'll actually become collectible. Maybe now. so. Thomas has a few. Does he? Yeah. All right, yeah nice. They did like Secret Santa, which is weird because me and my friends never would have done Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to do it a few years in a row. And he got those little Funko things every time. Nice. Because one of his friends is like into anime and stuff. <laughs> but I, you know, the two things I've forbidden in my house. Like his Pokemon. You can, you can listen to Cannibal Corpse and Grim Reaper. <laughs> you know, you can listen to all that in my house. But Pokemon and anime is out. Not, I will not have it in my house. Not under my roof. What about Dragon Ball Z? That's oh, I guess anime. that falls under anime. There That's anime. Go. It's out. It's out. All right, we're not doing any of that. Well, speaking of things we're not doing, how about odd news? You got any good stories this week? I do. I've got, I, once again, I got a smorgasbord, and I haven't even really narrowed it down, but I know I'm going to, I got a flat earth story. Okay. Or I always talk about flat earth anytime I have the opportunity to. I thought that flat earth people were just, jokers like i didn't think no. they really thought that no until i found out that a close friend of mine <laughs> that's right. was one yeah no he's and i was like oh, okay yeah, these people really do exist and he's it's not just time. a joke one day i hope we can get him on this podcast we we need to yes because of his, because of so much views. more <laughs> yeah. because of so much more yeah. so anyways i got a flat earth story for sure okay well i've got a story about a man who called 911 to sell egg rolls okay I've got a story about the FBI, but I wanted to start with this, and I'm I'm sure everyone has probably heard this already. It was posted in the group, and it's made the rounds, but it just hadn't made it to us yet. Pilots report mysterious man with a jetpack flying near planes in L.A. All right. Tony Stark. Yeah, I was thinking it's Tony Stark or maybe the Rocketeer. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But it's fascinating. Anyway. Uh, There's a mystery unfolding in Los Angeles, and it wasn't Buzz Lightyear or Robert Downey Jr., but pilots landing at Los Angeles International Airport on Sunday evening reported seeing a man wearing a jetpack flying near their planes. American Airlines Flight 1997 from Philadelphia to L.A. was the first to report in. Tower, American 1997, we just passed a guy in jetpack. The American Airlines pilot radioed to air traffic control. Just like matter of fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, air traffic controllers sounded stunned in their response, and they asked the pilot for more details. American 1997, okay. Were they off to your left side or your right? The pilot then said the man was flying with a jetpack at 3,000 feet. Wow. And he was only about 300 yards from the plane. Wow. 
Uh, he probably he was almost close enough to you know get sucked into the jet engine. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. I was going to say peace signs or something. <laughs> Go tap on the glass or somebody's window. <laughs> Take a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, shortly after that, another pilot reported that he too saw the man flying near their plane. We just saw this guy pass by us in a jetpack. The Sky West pilot told controllers. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. It is. You don't hear that every day, a JetBlue pilot said, only in L.A. The Federal Aviation Administration said that the report was turned over to the Los Angeles police. Authorities have not found any man with a jetpack or what came close to the plane remains a mystery. The FAA says an investigation is underway. According to the FAA, reports of unmanned aircraft sightings from pilots, law enforcement personnel, and the general public have increased dramatically over the past two years. The agency says it receives more than 100 such reports each month. If, in fact, the sightings was of a man with a jetpack, it would have been illegal for him to fly a commercial airline airspace or to fly alongside planes. There are some human jetpacks in development that can reach altitudes of up to 12,000 feet with price tags of half a million dollars. Okay. The size and weight of a person in a jetpack impacting an airplane at the exact wrong spot could potentially bring an airliner down, ABC News contributor and retired Marine Colonel Steve Ganyard said. That is why it is so important for when those technologies come along, drones, jetpacks, taxis in the sky, that people need to fly them in a responsible way and not put the flying public in danger. Okay. So I'll keep that in mind. Because, I mean, I guess it'd be like a missile, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, if you (laughs) You take a person and you turn them into a missile. Yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. Yeah. Terrorists have done a lot worse. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they've shot actual missiles at planes and mm-hmm. stuff. And they've also taken them over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With box cutters. Yeah, with box cutters. So. Didn't get that one, though. No. Well, you know, they fought them and went down in the. United 93. Yeah. Now, that's if you believe in all of that. <laughs> right. Now, we right. all know Bush did 9 11. That's been long standing. I tell you what, I don't know about Bush, but there is, I'm not saying it was an, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not a 9-11 truther here, but okay. I will say that the 9-11 truthers do have some interesting circumstantial evidence. Sure. I.e. Yes. the guy who owned the Twin Towers, I think it was like a month or two months before yeah. he took out this um, huge yeah. insurance plan. Yes. Yeah, that guy. And he, he came out with something like $5 billion. Well, and everybody knows jet fuel can't out still beings. Right? <laughs> That's the cornerstone of the 9-11 truthers. <laughs> well, now, it can't melt still beams, but I imagine it could get hot enough that it weakens them. Well, I imagine that a fire could get hot enough caused yes. by jet fuel mm-hmm. that might melt still beams. I right. don't know, though. And I've never really dug that deep into mm-hmm. it. Because it's just that conspiracy theory doesn't fire me up like some other ones that I'm into. What are some conspiracy theories that you're into? I'm, I love the Illuminati. I love how they <laughs> control the world. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> once again, I'll put the call out. I'm open to joining the Illuminati. <laughs> well, you know, we we they tried to recruit us on Instagram they that did. time. They did. And, <laughs> and it's a shame that I just kept joking with that guy and he finally quit talking to me. You know, yeah. I don't think he was the real Illuminati. No, I don't feel like the Illuminati recruits over Instagram. They're more probably not Twitter. You know, yeah, that's probably their social media platform of choice because that's how they keep the populace stirred up. Anyways, I like the idea that there's actually two competing Illuminatis. Oh yeah, there's the Bilderberg group. Oh well, yeah, 
And then on the other end, on the other side of the political spectrum, there's Bohemian Grove. Right. True. So, well, and in between all, and controlling all of those people are the Masons. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yes. Right. Right. And uh, now I don't want to get myself in trouble here, mm-hmm. but I have access to the Masons handbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're supposed to be buried with it, mm-hmm. but a very close relative of mine was not buried with his. So, you know uh, what degree he was? Uh, he was at the top of the ladder, I think. For a thirty third degree yeah. Mason, okay. Right. Oh, I come from I come from the right stock, Tiny. <laughs> just so you know, to be a member, that's what I'm saying. You know, because here's the thing: like I've always thought, your average run of the mill lodge down the street right. that your grandpa belongs to, they're probably not running the world. No, I don't think so either. But maybe at the tippy 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 top of all those right. people. There may be some some stuff going on. I <laughs> this don't know. isn't going to make sense to people who don't live in the Tuscaloosa Northport area. I don't mm-hmm. think. All right, we got two lodges in Tuscaloosa or Northport. One's in Northport, and it's over by the co-op in Northport. I don't know if you know where it is. If mm-hmm. you ever pay attention, because it looks like a ranch style home. <laughs> you know, it's nothing impressive about it. Now the other lodge is over across from Prince Avenue off of Hargrove Road. You know that over one? there near Forest Lake. Yeah, that they there. just built. Yeah, yeah. That they just rebuilt. They run the world in that one. (laughs) And if I was going to join one, I would definitely join that one. You know? Really? Yeah. I think I would want to join the other one because the other one would be like Animal House. (laughs) We'll always get in trouble. They get together there. They're like (laughs) cooking out and drinking beer and stuff. But the other one, they're like, how can we influence the government? It's like like the other, the the one that's over there near Forest Lake that looks like a big, huge temple. Right. Like that's the one they're eating babies and dressing (laughs) up in robes and chopping off heads. No, I will not eat a baby. I promise. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. I will not. I will sacrifice a virgin if they're of age and willing, okay? <laughs> it's got to be consensual. Yeah, consensual. Mm-hmm. But I won't eat a baby. Okay. but uh, Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I draw a hard line at eating baby. okay? Earth Oddity Podcast. <laughs> we condemn. Yes, we condemn. We are not for infanticide. <laughs> we disavow baby eating. <laughs> yes. Okay? I don't know about you. I don't like selling them for scientific research either. No, but that's not at just all. me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want babies to be babies. Yes. that's all I really want. <laughs> you know, let babies be babies. Because we don't know which one of those babies, regardless where they come from, yeah. like good stock, as you say. Yeah, we don't know which one's going to figure out interstellar, interstellar right. travel or the Antichrist. <laughs> or you know, one of them's got to grow up to be the Antichrist, right? Why'd you have to say that now? I want to kill all the babies. <laughs> one of them out there aborting the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's like. <laughs> They got him again. They got him again. (laughs) Planned Parenthood. That's terrible. It is terrible. Why are we laughing? It's a funny joke, though. It is funny. It is funny. (laughs) But anyways, I would join the Illuminati. Love it. I love all the world. We're controlling people. Gotcha. You know, I'm talking Rothschilds, everything. Mm -hmm. I love all that. I don't know how much of it I believe. You know, I, I just... Nothing's been convincing enough for me to be like, well, these people are are running everything. Because mm-hmm. if they're running everything, you do a really bad job. You know, I feel like <laughs> I would do a better job. Yeah. Like if you want to eliminate half the population or whatever the Georgia Guidestones mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah. well, then it could easily be done. Why, what's taking y'all so long? Just do it. We should join the family. I don't even know what the family is. Oh, dude, there was a documentary. I'm already a part of two. <laughs> there, was a, well, there was a documentary on Netflix okay. called The Family, and it's the... Uh, 
It's like the Christian Illuminati. Oh, there's a Christian Illuminati? deeply embedded in D.C., and they're trying to influence politicians to... Now, I could get in the Christian <laughs> Illuminati, right? Yeah. I feel like I, I could make it in there. Because yeah. I got just the right amount of sliding scale morality that I would, <laughs> I would do stuff that's a little on the shady side for, you know? The uh, National Prayer Breakfast every year, Yeah, that's like their big, Oh, that's look their, at all our politician friends that gotcha. we got. Gotcha. Out there, you know, trying to, you know, pass laws for free speech and freedom keep, of religion right. and stuff. Yeah. No, they're trying to keep America great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's good to know. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. The family. Hmm. I would have come up with a cooler name. <laughs> you got to have <laughs> what, would, what would our, uh, our the Christian, Christian Al- Illuminati name be? I don't be? know. I can, I, all the top of my head, I don't know. The Christianati. Uh, <laughs> Christianati. <laughs> <laughs> The brethren, the brethren. That's that's pretty solid, right there. Yeah, that is pretty solid. Yeah, I like that a lot. That sounds ominous. Yeah, no, you know, but it's not. It's really not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You come to our fellowships and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. maybe even eat some casseroles. <laughs> That's how they get you right there. That's population control from Christians is they make you eat casseroles, you know, getting like diabetes yeah. and dying off early, heart disease, all that. Put your kids in this secret program called VBS. <laughs> What's crazy is there are like uh, probably some atheists out there who actually think all of that. You know? yes. Like, oh, no, they're putting your kids in the BBS. What are they doing to them in there, you know? Oh, we're telling them about Noah's Ark and making them, like, glue some uh, Cheerios onto a plate. Yeah, and then having them make some kind of art with pop cleaners <laughs> right. and forks. Yes. <laughs> the endless amount of stuff they send home from BBS almost makes me not want to send my kids to BBS. Because <laughs> you got to act like, oh, it looks really great, you know, and then hey, throw it away this year our church is going to do, like, an adult. Class PBS. Last week was like, oh no. <laughs> my first question was, are they gonna get juice and cookies? <laughs> right. I need some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I need some if juice I'm and cookies. <laughs> I want some Kool-Aid. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um Okay, well, anyways, I was going to segue us into my story saying <laughs> if you had a jetpack, what would you do? Oh man, if I had a jetpack, I might be afraid to to use it. Oh yeah? I'm not the lightest person. That's true. You need some power behind it. <laughs> but if I really could, if if I trusted this jetpack to get me from point A to point B, other than just taking it out and flying yeah. and maybe using it for travel here and there. You know what I'd do? Rob a bank. No. I mean, yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> I would go up as high as I could to see if the earth was right. <laughs> I would put this debate to rest. So let's talk about flat earthers. This is from vice.com. Everybody knows about vice, right? They're a little pretentious. They used to be a lot cooler. They've gotten very pretentious Mm -hmm. over the years. But anyways, flat earthers end up in quarantine after sailing to the end of the world. That's how they get you, by the way. (laughs) They don't want you to find the end of the world. They're going to put you in quarantine. Uh, an Italian couple got lost while trying to make it to the Italian isle, island of Lampusata, where they believe the world ends. That's oh, not, so that's not even the Arctic. Yeah, it's just right. like <laughs> well, I don't Italy. Know. That may be uh, Lampusata may be down towards Antarctica. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, s- several countries own some territory down there. Right. Italy was a once a world power and would explore a lot. You know? Yeah. Isn't that who? Isn't Columbus Italian? 
He was Italian, but the Portuguese sent him over yes. here, right? Yes, yeah. that's okay. true. Anyways, after 2020 put a stop to a planned flat Earth cruise, we covered it here on the store. We did. I was going to ask uh, if that was show. the same one. Yeah, where passengers hope to find the giant wall of ice they believe surrounds our flat disk of a planet. One Italian couple took matters into their own hands. And this is what I like to see. I've been saying this to flat earthers all the time. Mm-hmm. Make a weather balloon. Do something. You know, like y'all could figure this out. Quit giving me quasi-math and stuff to try to figure out. The man and woman, both from Venice, set sail towards Lampusada, an island between Sicily and North Africa, to find the end of the world, which they believe is near the Sicilian island, reports Italy's La Repubblica. Which, I'm already going to call these people stupid. Not for believing flat Earth, <laughs> believing the Earth ends in the Mediterranean. Right. right? Yes. You know? Like, come on, man. I mean, if you believe that, does do you just think North America doesn't exist? <laughs> well, do you think that they got this idea because all the maps in the back of the Bible are just in the Mediterranean? <laughs> you know, like Paul's journey and stuff? Maybe. Like, look, right here's the end of the world. I want these people to sail all the way to the Caribbean and be like, Oh, my goodness, there's a whole new continent out here that no one's ever known about. That's right. I claim this land in the name of Spain. (laughs) (laughs) Having sold their car to buy the boat uh, in a town in northern Sicily, the couple had to sail around the island to make it to Lampasada, which I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. I'm not Italian. To all of our Italian listeners, I apologize. Uh, which, in, which I'm open to joining the mafia too. Okay, <laughs> just I'm, I love the mafia. I'm fascinated by the mafia, uh, which in the last decade has become a common transit point for migrants and refugee, refugees trying to make the treacherous journey from Africa to Europe across the Mediterranean. Unfortunately for the flat Earth duo, they didn't quite make it to their intended destination, ending up instead on Eusitica an island situated just northwest of where they set off and a very long way from Lampasada. A doctor at the Maritime Health Office of the Ministry of Health, his name was Salvatore Zicicci, <laughs> who helped the couple after they got lost, revealed they were using a compass to navigate. This, he said, presented a problem. The funny thing is that they orient, them, orient themselves with the compass, an instrument that works on the basis of terrestrial magnetism. A principle that they, as flat earthers, should reject. I'd agree. Right. We got poles on either end of our globe, right? I mean, I'm sure they've come up with something. Yeah, right. But if, uh, and again, I don't know, but could a disk Earth, could it still have a, a magnetic field around it? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that they don't know how to use a compass. They're going <laughs> the wrong way. Which to them is probably further, further proof that the Earth is flat. Right. the poles didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couple were taken into quarantine before trying to escape and being taken back to quarantine and then failing to escape once again. After they had decided to stay put and fulfill their required time in quarantine, the couple abandoned their doomed boat and took a ferry back to the mainland in Italy. Oh, man, they had to abandon their boat? Yeah. The man. story represents yet another setback for the flat earther community, widely mocked for their belief that the earth is in fact flat, and not, as it consistently has been proved, round, or to be precise, in a regularly shaped ellipsoid. So, I know we got some flat earthers that listen to us. We have to, right? Yes. All I want to do is just have one of you guys just let me know what's up. Like, how can we not strap some phones to the to a balloon and just send it up? 
Well, every time they've been asked that, they come back with fisheye lens. But can't we get a regular lens camera? <laughs> Maybe that's... Is it that difficult to get a regular lens camera? <laughs> Maybe. All cameras are, are fisheye lens, Is Maybe. that true? I don't, I don't know. I have I, no I, idea. I'm not I don't a, either. I'm not a photographer. <laughs> Neither am I. I've posed for several photograph- photographers and have helped several photographers. Uh-huh. Most of my posing was boudoir, just for Deidre, just between me and her, you know? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, but can't we get the technology, like whatever we need to get the right lens for all of this and let's make it happen. It well, can't be that difficult. You can't do it without the Globinati putting you in quarantine and shutting down your experiments. Well, oh, well, Mad Mike, what was his name? He tried. Rest in peace. We saw what happened to him. Yeah. Some are saying he died because he didn't come on our show. We were the first people to reach out to him, <laughs> we, you know? That's yeah. the earth oddity curse right there. If we ask you to come on the show, you better come on. Talking to you, Gabe. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I need to delete his phone number out of my phone. No, just call it after a while. <laughs> Let's call it on the show. Do I, Let me see if I still have it. I know I did it Let's one just, time. If somebody answers this out loud, we don't even know if he died. <laughs> Man, we're fixing to do this. Let's see here. <laughs> Contact, search. Yep, right here it is. Oh. Disconnected. It's been disconnected, man. Man, this is this is depressing. I hear I, right here on the show. I'm deleting Mad Mike's phone number out of my phone. That's tough, man. Tough for Mike. Rest in peace, Mike. <laughs> I hope you're in heaven. I'd like to talk to you one day. Well, anyway, this next story I have here comes from the BBC and the FBI. When they're not digging through Anthony Weiner's computer, okay, and when they're not reopening their investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails, yeah, FBI is worried that ring doorbells may be spying on police. Oh, spying on the police? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's an interesting angle. What are the police doing, <laughs> right? That would make you worry that the public may be watching what they're doing. Well, it's just it. it it, I think it would cause any person to just ask that question. Now, let me just ask the FBI a question. If <laughs> I'm in public and not in a home, mm-hmm. then if you videotape me doing something or surveil me doing something, then that's not spying, right? <laughs> well, it is spying, but, well, I don't know. Because I'm spying? in public. Yeah. I mean, let's say I'm in my yard mm-hmm. and I'm doing some crazy stuff. Whatever you want. What well, I've done a lot of crazy stuff, so <laughs> just pick one. You got the hose and you're cleaning yeah. out your doll. <laughs> and and the FBI is videotaping me doing that. Yes. <laughs> then they're not spying on me, right? I'm in public. Right. So I would think your ring doorbell is just fil- filming the public. Mm-hmm. You know, public spaces or whatever. Right. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. <laughs> What if I'm running for a public office? Okay. Say I'm running, I don't know, I'm running for president. All right. And oh, you got my vote. <laughs> and if the FBI is wiretapping the phones <laughs> in my tower. That's not. Is that spying? That's not illegal. <laughs> we have a whole crazy warrantless wiretapping uh, court that just apparently rubber stamps anything that comes through there. <laughs> yes. yeah. And I'm saying that is not a Trump van. But like if yeah. you. Just as a fan of, hey, let's be honest and open government, that thing's problematic all the way around. There was, if I'm not mistaken, there was an amendment in the Bill of Rights against illegal search and seizure. (laughs) That's true. That's exactly right. No, you're not mistaken. (laughs) Right now, there's a man living in Russia under exile 
Yeah. For telling us about it. That's true. And like nobody cares. <laughs> well, I mean, some people do. Yeah. The, the FBI cares about him. <laughs> I really? Yeah. I just, you know what I care about? I care about those TikTok follows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, let's get back to this. Hack documents suggest that the FBI is concerned that some people may be using Ring or other smart doorbells to watch the police. Okay. The papers describe a 2017 incident where someone remotely watched live footage of police preparing to serve a search warrant. The the information was found online by The Intercept among hacked documents. Previously, privacy advocates have raised concerns about data from smart doorbells being shared with the police. The hacked papers, known collectively as Blue Leaks, were stolen from more than 250 police websites. The document in question is a technical analysis bulletin offering an overview of the opportunities and challenges for police from home security systems and smart doorbells. The 2017 incident describes how someone under investigation was able to covertly monitor law enforcement activity while law enforcement was on the premises and alert his neighbor and landlord. It does not name the brand of video doorbell used. Amazon's Ring is one of the most popular but there are a variety of companies selling smart doorbells along with home surveillance kits. It is an interesting twist on the smart doorbell story. Previously, there have been concerns about how much information from private cameras is being shared with police. Amazon was criticized last year for partnering with at least 200 U.S. law enforcement agencies to allow surveillance via its ring doorbells. Under the partnership, police officers can ask customers to share videos and information about crime in their areas. At the digital at the time digital rights group Fight the Future said that it undermined our democratic process and basic civil liberties. In the UK, Wiltshire police have set up a database of private smart doorbells and security cameras and residents are being asked to register theirs. So, you know what I've told my kids this that whether it's right or whether it's wrong when you leave your house, that's right, and, and you should just expect that somebody somewhere is videotaping you. That's, that's just the yeah. reality we live in nowadays. Well, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I think when you leave your house, you mm-hmm. have no expectation of privacy, right? You know, like legally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that's why you can videotape the cops dealing on George George Floyd's neck and all. Is they're in a public space, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a private business, you they may can shut you down on videoing, but they're probably videoing you. I don't know. I, they absolutely their, are videoing you're, you. You're on their premises then. So that's like I got a video of a dude pulling a gun on me at Roller Poly. Or I told you that story? No. Oh, yeah. Now, you did tell me that when you first had your security camera set up in your sandwich store, yeah. that became like your... Oh yeah, that was, the hot new reality channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was to I got watch obsessed that with it for a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But no, I didn't know somebody pulled a gun on you. Yeah, I actually knew the guy. Okay, he was a little drunk. Ah, uh. yeah. and came in at closing time one night and started hollering. I was back in the kitchen while I walked up towards the thing and I saw him. I was like, "Look, you don't have to be coming in hollering." That's how you end up getting shot. Mm-hmm. And he jumped up on my counter, pulled a gun, a, a nine millimeter, pointed it at me. Racked a shell into it, dang, and uh, and pointed at me for a second. I was totally calm and cool. I didn't believe he was gonna shoot me or anything. And then he ejected all the other shells out, you know, just like is that taking the clip out? He did all of them, like all, all nine or ten or how many ever his uh, 
magazine. Mm -hmm. I, what is it? Magazine clip. You know, got gun nerds get really mad if you call it the it's wrong It's a magazine. Bird. Yeah. Don't call it a clip. Yeah, they get really mad if you say the wrong Unless thing. Unless you want to be called a sissy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And then fell off the counter. Backwards. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then I picked up all his bullets, handed it back to him, and uh, he stumbled on out the door went on about. Dang. And uh, it's still on my phone. I'm almost Did he positive. even remember it? The next day I went to see him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you remember pulling a gun on me? He was like, no. And I was Golly. like, yeah, no, it was ready to fire, and it was pointed right at me. I was about three feet away from the barrel of it. And he was like, man, I'm so sorry about that. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, alcohol and firearms are a bad mix. <laughs> never. It, I've never heard a good story that involves those right. two things together. Yeah. But the weirdest thing is how calm I was. I could have died. Yeah. I mean, very easily could have died. Which I'm fine with that. I tell I'm you what, you're a better man alive. than me because when that last shell, when that last cartridge come out of that, flying out of that uh, slide, yeah, I would have beat the crap out of the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find it and I'll put it in the Discord. I would have immediately roundhouse leg sweeped his legs out from <laughs> under him and just beat like That's, Cobra Kai. And just strike, <laughs> strike first, strike hard, no, he, no mercy. He fell off of the <laughs> counter. I know, you know, he did. I'm all right. Just time out. Let me look at my videos here. I have 305, but this has been a long time ago, <laughs> so it shouldn't be that hard to find. Back up oh, there, it is. Here you go. I'm going to show you. Need to post this in the Discord. Yeah, I'll put it in the Discord. Daggum, golly, dude. He's about to, I guess. It's only 58 seconds long <laughs> on his butt. <laughs> and now, like, he like kicks the trash can and walks out the door. Dang. So, yeah, that's good radio right there. You almost died. I could have. Interestingly enough, not the first time I've had a loaded <laughs> pistol pointed in my face. So, there we go. I even forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about the FBI's worried that ring oh, doorbells yeah. are yeah, spying ring doorbells. on police. Yeah, so you don't have an ex expectation of privacy in public. So, I don't know why they would be mad about people looking at them. Unless they're up to some... Stuff they shouldn't be. Well, the FBI is upset that the public is aware that snitches get stitches <laughs> and that snitches aren't snitching no more. Right. So. And calling their neighbors going, hey, they're outside about to raid your house. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which that's the neighborly thing to do. I was about to, I don't want to get on this whole thing about Breonna Taylor, but I have never in my life been a fan of no-knock. No. Because right. people die. Right. We saw that happen in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Now, her neighbor said that the cops were knocking so loud it woke them up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that it was technically a no-knock warrant or not. <laughs> right. Because I've heard a lot of conflicting stuff on it. Either way, I'm not for cops busting in houses for the most part mm -hmm. anyways. You know, like, let's let's wait till they come it's outside. It's not safe for the cops. Yeah. There have right. been plenty of cops shot at. Oh, yeah. During these raids and stuff, yeah. you know. It's, it's a bad idea for everybody. Yeah. Anyway, so, on to the next story. On to the next story. Hmm. Let's see which one I want to do. A salon. Salons are big in the news this week. Big, <laughs> big week for salons. Uh, not going to talk about the salon you think I'm going to talk about, though, because <laughs> I don't even care about that. Salon, a salon had to remove a job ad for happy stylist because it is discriminatory against unhappy people. <laughs> a hair salon says it was told by a job center at couldn't run an advertisement recruiting a happy stylist because the word is discriminatory against unhappy people. Now, this is from England. Okay, so Sadie, these are your people <laughs> over there. All right. Quick question. 
Is the ad for stylists not discriminatory against people who are not stylists? <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Allison Birch listed a job for a part-time qualified hairdresser at her AJ's unisex hair salon in Stroud, England. The position called for someone with five years of experience of working in a salon who is confident in barbering as well as all aspects of hairdressing. And the advertisement stated, this is a busy, friendly, small salon, so only happy, friendly stylists need apply. But on Wednesday, Bert said she received a call from her local job center informing her that they could not run her ad because the word happy is considered discriminatory. Hmm. Birch claims the job center told her that the advertisement may make some people feel they cannot apply if they do not consider themselves to be a happy person. Birch shared the conversation she had with the job center on the salon's Facebook page. So check it out after you join our group on Facebook. You can go look up this post. She claims the man at the job center said to her, I'm sorry, but the word happy is discriminatory, is a discriminatory word, and we aren't allowed to use it as somebody who is not happy will be discriminated against. According to Birch, he then asked, should we change the word in case somebody thinks that they can't apply for the job because they are not a happy person? Birch said she was questioning herself. Was I being a bit sensitive, and is the word happy discriminative? on this whole world all gone mad, or has this whole world all gone mad? I would say the latter. You know? <laughs> yes. Especially in America. Uh, and plenty of Birch's customers agreed with her outrage over the job center's ridiculous stance on her advert. Uh, Karen Evans, of course he's named Karen, <laughs> commented, the world has gone absolutely mad. Does this mean that every descriptive word is discriminative, happy, Tall, smart, elegant, good luck with your search. (laughs) Julie Thickens added, I thought this was a joke. Realizing it clearly isn't has left me absolutely speechless, although she just typed about 12 words. (laughs) What has the human race come to? And Charlie Brown, oh, a celebrity weighing in. Good grief. (laughs) You You cannot make it up. How ridiculous are they being? Stick to your guns, Allie. You are a happy salon. And if some numpties, I've never heard that word. I hope you didn't just curse in British. (laughs) Maybe British cussing. (laughs) Cannot deal with that wording, then tough. So that's the end of the article. But I never would have thought happy would be a discriminatory word. Maybe if we want to get technical, how about you need to at least be able to act like you're happy when you're on the clock? Yes, yes. Any job where you're serving customers and and the public is coming in, you want your employees to to be nice, right? right. To be happy, to at least appear like they're happy. The bottom, I mean, the very bottom tier of customer service is at least having a good attitude (laughs) and help being helpful for your customer. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, is being cheerful. I think in a certain, to a certain degree, you're going to be over the top. We've all been to that place where somebody's over the top too happy. Right. And that makes me not want to come back there (laughs) as much as a person who is not happy at all. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it was discriminatory, but someone who's cutting your hair. Yeah. You don't want them acting like they're going to go home and, you know, Slit their wrist right. or something. Yeah, right? while they have like a you know very sharp <laughs> instruments close to your head. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. 
You want someone that has a good attitude. Granted, if you if you need like a team of coders who are just going to sit there in front of a computer and yeah. not talk to anybody, you probably don't care how yeah. they feel. Right. Or down at the old tire plant. Do <laughs> yes. You don't we care. have lots of unhappy people that I work <laughs> right. with every day. But in my line of work, yes. we need people who have a good attitude and are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, about at least pretend to be happy for our customer. Now, we would love for it to be genuine happiness, but we all have to deal with some difficult customers right. sometimes. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope this lady finds a happy. Maybe you should just put enthusiastic. But sp- that's that's discriminatory against non-enthusiastic <laughs> people. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tell you what, it's hard for me to get enthusiastic about my job. <laughs> is it? It is. Well, I love my job. I'm glad you love your job. I do. I, I tell you I, what, I truly do love my job. I don't even say that. I like it. There was a time I loved my job as well, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's something when you get that midway point. You know, you get 15 years in and you start thinking. Man, is this my life now? I, I'm, you mean I'm not going to be famous or, or, you know? We're working on the famous part, Tiny. I'm doing my best to help you. Yes. Okay. I'm doing my best. No, I can see that, though. Well, anyway, this, this is going to be my last story here. And I tell you what, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Uh, this is a man who was arrested after calling 911 and asking the dispatcher if they wanted to buy egg rolls. Okay. <laughs> That's a salesman right there for you. <laughs> yes. you know, he's ready to make a sale. Nobody gets paid until we make a sale. That's the bottom line of the U.S. economy. Yeah. Sales drive the world. Anyway, this happened in Memphis, Tennessee. A man was arrested after he reportedly called 911 many times. Oh, yeah. He's desperate. He's got a month in <laughs> quota to meet. <laughs> he asked the dispatcher if they wanted to buy egg rolls. Court documents say that who Nugen has called 911 approximately 1,171 times since July 15th of this year, John. He's got to move some product. (laughs) Without having an emergency. (laughs) Nugent reportedly called 911 241 times on September 1st and then 32 times. Sounds like he's getting a little lax (laughs) there. He found another outlet to make some sales. Yes. During one of the calls on September 2nd, he reportedly asked the dispatchers if they wanted to buy egg rolls, but then he hung up. He didn't even get an answer. Got to follow through. Maybe he was afraid they were tracing the call. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe so. Memphis police found him in a shopping center in an area of Ridgeway and Winchester, and then they took him into custody. So that's a very short article. I'd like to know how his egg rolls tasted. (laughs) Yes. I mean, curiously... I mean, obviously, you can't have a guy who's just calling 911 hundreds of times a day, every yeah. single day. I, I understand you can't allow this to right. happen. It sounds to me like they gave him plenty, plenty. of <laughs> – right. they gave him, what, 1,171 <laughs> chances to quit? Right. <laughs> and he didn't do it? Yeah, I thought they came and got you the first time. But, you know, it told you, yeah. you know, like the cop showed up. But old Hugh here, who, who – <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think maybe he just needs a friend. Yeah. You know, like, look, if you look at him, he's not, he oh, don't yeah. look like a guy who's out causing trouble. No. He looks like a guy who just. He wants a good He's lonely and yeah. he wants to sell some he egg rolls. sell some egg rolls. He don't want to be a, a failure in business and get sent back to wherever he's from. You <laughs> well, know? you know, I mean, I'm sure the egg roll business has slowed down with coronavirus and restaurants yeah. being shut down. Times are tough. You if we have any listeners in Memphis and Tennessee, go eat some egg rolls. Yeah, go find this dude. Get some egg rolls. <laughs> yeah. And then roll over to the Bass Pro Shop that's shaped like a pyramid <laughs> where the Southern Illuminati runs. <laughs> now, that's a basketball arena, you know, or it used to be. Uh-huh. And uh, University of Memphis used to play there. 
saw an amazing fish concert there back in 1999. So, well, let's move on to an egg roll of a different type. Why? All right. Just a disclaimer. This is a sensitive subject in a lot of ways. Okay. So if you're younger, censor yourself. If you're listening to this without your parents' permission, censor yourself. If you're squeamish as I am, censor yourself. Okay. (laughs) A woman bites husband's private parts over a rat. Please, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Now, this comes from the ZambianObserver.com. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows the Zambian Observer. Trusted news source. Yes. Wife bites hubby's tools over rat. (laughs) A 52-year-old man is nursing a serious wound on his private parts after his wife allegedly savagely bit his manhood for refusing to kill a rat in her room. Hmm. Copper Belt Deputy Commissioner of Police Bothwell Namsua confirmed the incident in an interview yesterday. Mr. Namsua said Mr. Munsara picked a quarrel with his wife, Mukupa, who is 40. Wow, he's 14 years older than her. But he's robbing a cradle <laughs> uh, over a rodent with it that was pestering her in her room. He said Mukupa had gone to drink and that when she returned home, she asked Musanda if he could remove a rat in her room. Musanda and Mukapa are on separation, but they live in the same house in separate rooms. That's tough. And that's the end of the article. So they're separated. Yeah. Still living in the same house. She comes home. Girl's not out. Mm-hmm. Been drinking. Got a rat in my room. She's like, hey, can you come get this rat for me? And he says, no. And then she does a little chomp chomp <laughs> on his pee-pee. I feel like we missed some steps from refuse yeah. to kill a rat to, to bite on the right. junk. Yeah. You know? I know. Like, I would imagine it would be difficult for a woman maybe sitting around to naked. do that without any false pretenses involved, right? Well, maybe he's sitting around naked, you know. Yeah, I mean, Some maybe. people lounge naked. Yeah. I did before we had kids. Uh-huh. I used to sit around naked all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm no joke. Right. That's probably why I got three kids, you know. <laughs> Definitely because of the cause of the first one. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's sitting around naked, but... I mean, you got to be an. But it's not like you don't see that coming, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to be. That's a quick strike. You <laughs> <Yes>. know? <laughs> it's like a cobra strike, right? It is. <laughs> and uh, or he's very slow getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But he's 52. I got to take his side on this. If we're separated, well, I ain't got to do nothing for you. You know, <laughs> you kill your like, own rats, especially if you're the one to decided to initiate the separation. That's on you, girl. <laughs> yes. You know. I'm fine over here hanging out naked in my room. <laughs> I'm watching some football. I'm having a good time. And you want me to put down my PlayStation controller <laughs> right. and come in there and kill a rat for yeah. you? No. 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 I no. should have never decided you want to leave me. Maybe he was like, it's going to cost you. <laughs> but she wasn't willing to pay the price, so to speak. Maybe that was that was part of the negotiation. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And then she... Was about to get into it and decided otherwise. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I don't know. I think that's what happened. I'd kind of like to let a rat get out of my house, see what <laughs> I could negotiate. Yeah. Hey, that turned out pretty good for the old Johnster. <laughs> I don't know. But then it's like, I mean, do you have to kill the rat first? 
Yeah, but then what if she backs out? (laughs) (laughs) The only fair way to do this is you take me halfway, (laughs) kill the rat, then you finish up. (laughs) We're going to do this deer. You're going to have to be very agile. (laughs) (laughs) You follow my lead. It's like a dance. Oh, man. I feel like we need a chalkboard here for the logistics (laughs) on this. (laughs) Oh, that's tough. Oh, man. That's tough. The only thing that could make this man feel better is some world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for all of their support. Check them out at their website, CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for potatoes all right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Or just consider your your separated wife comes home and wants you to kill a rat for her. What if you just whipped out a batch of homemade potato chips and handed it to her? Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a lot better than the alternative, at least from what I've seen. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blend Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. You'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Pigby Wiggly on Lurling Wallace. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, and it doesn't burn your lips. Now, in the Facebook group, Jacqueline put some Cajun Curl popcorn, a picture up. Yes, she did. Oh, man, it it made my mouth water, especially since I'm trying to lose weight and I couldn't (laughs) eat any of it. So you can put it on your popcorn. You can put it on your meats. You can put it on whatever you want. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, let's go to the phones. Okay, a little, one second. I got called a sissy on the phone last week. Maybe called a sissy on the phones this week. I don't know. But uh, Lindsay, who works for me, works with me, agreed that I was a sissy too. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, via text message. Didn't have the heart to tell me in person. So, you know. Didn't have the heart or didn't have the guts? <laughs> the guts, right. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our first... Phone our first call here. Let me start that over. Our first here calls from our first call comes from Jackie. <laughs> Please don't edit any of that. <laughs> hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline. Um, 
super exciting here, everything. Um, my new house is almost ready and I'm so excited to move in. So that's been very busy, but very stressful lately. So I actually missed last week's episode and I didn't get to listen to it till Sunday. It was uh, crazy. I've never been that late missing an episode before, but it was really good anyway. Um, so the, the Confederate statues, you were saying you don't have Confederate statues uh, up north. We actually have some in Canada. They're not quite Confederate statues, but they're um, fathers of Confederation and one got torn down in Montreal last week. Uh, it was a statue of our first Prime Minister, John A. Macdonald, and it's due to his treatment of Indigenous people. So, uh, you know, it's not just the South, it's happening here too. As far as the Catholicism thing, you were asking how you become a Catholic, can you just sign up? No, you cannot. There's something called the RCIA, which is the Right of Christian Initiation of Adults which is how you become a Catholic if you're over the age of infant baptism, so if you're older than a kid. So essentially, it takes approximately eight months. You need a sponsor, and you do have to complete RCIA in order to convert, whether you're coming from a Protestant or a non-Christian faith. You have to go through RCIA to need a sponsor. So if you guys are still interested in converting, you know, uh, I am a Catholic. I have my card, and so I can uh, I can help you out through sponsorship there. And also, you need it if you plan to marry uh, a Catholic. So, anyways, uh, great show. Loved hearing from Nicole last week, and I will talk to you later. Bye. All right. So I was pretty much right. Pretty much. Yeah. But I am not changing to Catholicism or any other denomination. It's too much work. <laughs> I, I already got one set of rules down. I don't need. To, yeah. I don't want to learn a whole other set. Yeah, yeah. If I was, I could see myself becoming like Pentecostal. Oh yeah, just for the show. That'd be fun. <laughs> they get down, you know. Yeah. I would. Uh, I'd probably go Methodist if I was uh-huh. gonna go. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. I'm probably gonna stay a Baptist, even though I don't know how to do anything fun in life. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's the only downside of being a Baptist. Yes. But the potluck dinners are off the chain. The food is the best. Or at least they used to be before this stupid pandemic hit. And it's good to know people in Canada are pulling down statues, too. You know? Proud of that. You know, I'm I'm all for statue toppling. Just because I enjoy the chaos. Unless it's an Earth Oddity statue. Or like one of the ones on the Walk of Champions. Like if you get out there and you're going to tump over Gene Stallings, I'm going to come and fight you. You know? Right. This is the way it's going to go. Uh, Nick Saban has the weirdest looking statue. He does hit the head's too big. Yeah. I mean, it is just so weird. I'm sure when he walks by, he's just like, oh, man, why did, why did I let y'all put that up? But they he was all in on letting like a student do it or something, mm-hmm. you know, which is a big mistake. Should let the people who did the other statues yes. that all look really good down. But y'all go touching Bear Bryant or Wallace Wade. Mm-hmm. We're going to be fine. Okay. Nick Saban, he actually led a uh, Black Lives Matter march in town last oh, week. Oh, made a lot of Alabama fans mad. And you know what? I just want to say for the record, I don't understand why it's been as divisive as it was because they didn't yeah. light anything on fire. No. They didn't tear peaceful. up anything. All they did was march and say Black Lives Matter. I'm no. all for that. I think they should be held up as an example for all the other protests. They marched. Now, let's get it right. They marched about six blocks. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't very far. Once again, they should be. <laughs> as an example for all the other marches, <laughs> which is great, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get all the outrage over that either. I mean, yeah. I saw several people like, "I'll never watch Alabama football again," and in my mind, I was like, 
good, more tickets for the rest of them. You know, like now we ain't got to worry about you. Especially this season when they're only allowed to sell 20% of the seats anyway. But I've also, I've mentally made a note for everybody, and I better not see you posting anything about outbound football (laughs) ever again. Okay? Did you really make a list? No, mentally I do. Okay, you need to go ahead and write that out on paper. I will never forget it. (laughs) I'm so vindictive, I will never forget it. Because if they do... I'm calling them out. Not just you, this needs to be shared out. Yeah. So everybody can... Oh, I thought you were done with Alabama right. football. You're done. You're done. You wrote them all. That's fine. Yeah. All it took was some people going, hey, I think black people need to be treated fairly. And for you to leave, <laughs> yes. that's a bad look for you. you know? It really is. It really is. Now, I mean, had they started, like, had they set a bunch of businesses on fire? Right. Then, yeah, you know what? Maybe you got a point. Right. But they were completely, I mean, class all the way. All the way. The whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way we. everybody's like, well, we won't. Whatever happened to peaceful protests? Well, well, we just had we one. We just had one, and, and now it, you're mad and not about one it. of those CNN peaceful protests where there's a car dumped over <laughs> right. on fire in the background, like a legit peaceful protest. <laughs> the people who got mad about that, it blew me away. Me too. I was just like, man, you guys are y'all. Y'all have lost it. But that's fine. You know, like if you don't want to root for Alabama, that's cool to me. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'll be I could be the only person in the stadium. I'd still be happy. <laughs> They're gonna be good with you or they can be good without you yeah, too. Right, yeah. They're gonna do it with us or without us either way. Unless so. you're like a five star kicker, you're not gonna have any effect on our team anyway. No. Yeah. I'm sure Nick Saban would like cried himself to sleep at night knowing that you that that you uh, and uh, all the money you don't contribute to the university has <laughs> yes. decided they're going to walk away. Yeah, Their TV ratings are going to be like one thousandth of a percent down and because to, of you. And I think, I would say, to my knowledge, to a man, because I didn't see any women getting really mad about it. It's mm-hmm. all guys. Uh, that were saying they were never going to watch football before and never once attended any classes at the University of Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know where Foster's Auditorium is. (laughs) They couldn't find 10 Hoor, any of the, like, places where you go. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, our next one comes from Dapper Man himself. Okay. Uh, It's me, Kevin. I just want to thank you both for showing me around. Well, mostly Tiny for showing me around. That's right. Busy man. Um, I also want to thank you, John Short, for actually taking the time to come and see me. I know you, you have your things to do and so forth. I greatly appreciate the time you put forward to it. Right now, I just now left Texas as I'm still traveling around. There's some things that's pretty interesting in Texas so far. I've only been here for a couple of hours. And one thing I can tell you is that they are big into tacos. I'm not sure if you've ever been to ta- Texas or not. I never have. It's my first time. But they are big on tacos. I've never seen tacos sold everywhere, even at coffee shops. Yes, that is correct. They have tacos in coffee shops. That just kind of blew my mind. So it's almost like not something that you want to combine together. It's like a um, drainal system for your body. But, <laughs> anyhow, um, kind of actually miss seeing elephants painted everywhere. Thank you, Tiny, for explaining to me the meaning of road tie. Because apparently no Alabama fans, at least the ones in Florida, wanted to tell me what road tie meant. I'm not sure if they really knew what road tie meant or they were just keeping it secret. But thank you. Now I understand what the phrase road tie comes from. And don't be too distant. If you ever want to come to Jacksonville, Florida, I'll be more than happy to show you around and show you some great places. Although I think the only barbecue place I could probably take you to now is Gator's Barbecue. Because that takeout place that you took me to, oh my goodness, I have still have not had barbecue that great. That was 
absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much for that. If I come to Tuscaloosa again, which I probably more likely will, because um, I travel a lot, I am definitely going to that barbecue place. And hopefully there will be like no mask and sit down and chat. Uh, that was probably the best restaurant I've had so far besides some tacos here in Shreveport, Louisiana. So take care, have a lovely day, and stay out. The right. takeout place he's talking about is Archibald's. Oh, yeah. We got Archibald's, you know, you know Archibald's. one night. And yeah. which they didn't have seat in, yeah. or they didn't have, yeah, di- have dine-in. Yeah. But I was like, you got to try this. Yeah. Because Dreamland is the thing that everyone kind of knows about Tuscaloosa. But this is the barbecue that yeah. is really like hidden gem that right. will... This, this is the real stuff, so... Right, yeah. It, the locals know about Archibald. Yes. And select people who like <laughs> went to college here or whatever. But yeah, yeah, everybody knows Archibald is better than Dreamland. For the audience... Although Dreamland is not bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. It's, but it's all about the sauce. Yeah. Anyway, for the audience listening, do you know how the how Roll Tide, the, yeah. the origin of the... Yeah. Well, they said our team looked like a crimson tie yes right yeah. i don't remember exactly what game it was but a, a game just, way back a yeah. long time ago it's like in the 20s or 30s yeah there was an, a radio announcer who just yeah. said that our defense looked like a crimson tide crashing against the other team's right. offensive line so that's, right. that's where that comes from that's exactly where it comes from you think you're gonna trip me up with that question I honestly uh i was pretty sure that was it but if i was wrong <laughs> i was actually gonna defer to your judgment well, we would just edit that out let him think it whatever we should have told him some weird thing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, elephants. Do you know where the mascot comes from? Uh, yeah, they said our offensive line was as big as an elephant or something like that. <laughs> is that it? I don't know. I really don't know. No, I'm pretty. Now, I don't know if the university, this is why they chose an elephant as the mascot, but I think it's because it comes from a uh, Groucho Marx joke back in the day. Oh, yeah. He said something about elephant hunting in Alabama was good because the tusk were looser. Right. Yeah. Because of Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's true. I think that's where that comes from. I've heard from. that before, too. Yeah. You know, we at one time had a live elephant mascot. I wish we had. Oh, no, you don't. I wish we had a baby elephant. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> you know, Ralph, Colorado has Ralphie the buffalo. Yeah. You know, and they can hardly control him when he <laughs> runs out, you know, and stuff. Can you imagine an elephant getting loose in Bryant-Denny Stadium? That would be a great story <laughs> for Earth Oddity. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> People getting trampled uh-huh. and about. Yeah. But there would probably be a Netflix documentary that came out and talked yeah. about how he wasn't taken care of. Oh, absolutely. There are. <laughs> Already trying elephant you know, abuse. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina's the Gamecocks. They yeah. have a Gamecock. Peter's been on them for years mm-hmm. trying to get them. They try to get Mike the Tiger, who has a, LSU has a live tiger. Mm-hmm. An amazing enclosure it's in. I mean, it's the most well kept tiger in the entire world. Yeah. Joe Exotic would dream of having a place like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to get them to stop having Mike the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, used to Mike Tiger was at every game, but now I think he only comes to the games that he decides to get in the trailer for. Right, know? like if he don't want to, he ain't, he ain't coming. Mm-hmm. Used to they'd get him in there for whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, people are not big on live mascots anymore. I think last year Air Force they have a Falcon. Okay, and it flies around like the Auburn Eagle does. Mm-hmm. Well, that song gun took off out the stadium. <laughs> he just <laughs> was gone. <laughs> yeah, it came back like a few weeks later. If you're gonna have your uh, bird mascot fly, then yeah. that's just the chance you take. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, that's like I've said. I think I said it on this show. Auburn lets their eagle like swarm around. You know, like it circles the field and it yeah. lands in the middle. 
Like one day it's just going to decide to snatch a baby up. And ain't nothing <laughs> nobody can do about it. You know, it's just going to grab the baby because <laughs> right. it's an eagle. And that's what eagles do. It's going to be know? a good story. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if you're the child that gets snatched up by the eagle before the game. Maybe if you're the you dad, grow you up can and be the star quarterback. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe you can spin this into I was chosen by that's the right. war eagle that's to right. lead this team. I'm, the now, I'm now the quarterback. <laughs> yes. That would be a great story. Yeah. yeah. Even as an Alabama fan, I would be like, well, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, also, I'll just say this. I get why some people are down on live mascots if they're not well taken care sure. of. But a lot of the, most of these, I would say 99, if not all of them, are, yeah. have extremely good care. Absolutely. I've never do. understood why you think being in the wild and <laughs> having to ch- run away from predators and survive. Sure. Yeah, against Mother Nature somehow is better than just being yeah. having all you literally all of your needs met for you. But I have a theory that Disney poisoned all of everybody, like a whole generation of people, to think that animals are like loving and caring and all <laughs> right. that, you know, and like they have personalities and they uh, can talk even. Uh, but out in the wild, like uh, it's pretty rough. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, unless you're top of the food chain, it's pretty rough. There are, you know, a few thousand people every year who die in the wild. <laughs> right. Yeah. On like camping trips and such because they weren't ready. Or all the stupid have you I mean, there's been videos constantly posted here lately of people messing with buffalo or bison mm-hmm. now, you know. And bison Why would you do that? They're not friendly people, you know. <laughs> they're not people at all. Yeah, right. They're bison. <laughs> they're bison, exactly. <laughs> and they're large and they move really, really fast. Yes, they do. Yeah. Any other calls? That'll, that's it for this week. All right. No, I didn't get called a sissy this week. That's good to know. <laughs> well, John, I don't know about you, but I would love to thank of our, our patrons. And I would like to thank, especially by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And they are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, the Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tempton, Jackie B, and the elusive Mike W, a.k.a. McWheel. <laughs> McWheel. <laughs> Thank you all so much for donating to the show. We're actually dabbling in a little uh, advertising this week. so Oh, that's right. We are. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's all because of y'all. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, you're the reason that we mm-hmm. were able to purchase an ad on another more popular podcast. <laughs> yes. To try to steal their listeners. <laughs> not steal, share. Yes. Right. Because there's not like a, a limit of podcasts you can listen to no. on the internet. You right. can listen to all you want. Yeah, that's right. There is no limit. So thank you all, one and all, mm-hmm. Patreons. Thank you to everybody who listens. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell your enemies about us. Tell somebody about mm-hmm. us. If you would like to get in on this, you can go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier every single week, every mm-hmm. week you get an extended show. And then once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. And it's $5 Look, a month. $5. Look, Lindsay, one of the things she said is she would love to be Patreon, but she wished her boss paid her more, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, really, I mean, like, $5 ain't a whole lot. Let's <laughs> knock off a, a cup of coffee or $5 something. $5 won't buy you a Happy Meal these days. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the world's greatest fries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why they're so expensive. So five dollars in a month for a month. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a sixty dollar commitment for the whole year. Is my math right on that? Five times twelve. 
No. Yeah. 60. That's right. It is 60. Because five times 11 is 55. That's right. One, yes. Five more is 60. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not good at math. So, yeah, $60 a year. We can do that. And then we will take that money and we will plug it right back into the show. Uh, yeah, that's And make it bigger and better. I've yet to take a paycheck from this show. Yeah, I have too. Right. Tiny's actually in the deficit area. <laughs> He's in the red on this show, okay? But we've got big plans, and with, yeah. for that, we need your help. And we thank y'all once again so much for just helping our silly little show. It's almost like the, the little podcast that could. That's right, that won't quit. The little <laughs> podcast that won't quit. That refuses to give up <laughs> because weakness does not exist in this studio. In this dojo. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of extended show, would you like to – Tease what's coming up. I have a um, an editorial from a lady who claims that feminism is bad for women in the bedroom. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Written by feminists for feminists, which naturally meant it came across my desk right. as an ally to all females everywhere. <laughs> yes. Have you ever wondered if you could glue certain orifices closed shut? <laughs> I've glued a uh, deep cut shut before with super glue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. Hurt like the Dickens. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I guess that'll about do it. You got yeah. anything else? No, nope. just uh, everybody keep a positive attitude this week. Affect the people around you mm-hmm. in a positive way to make somebody else's life better. That's really the only way you're going to get through life. Right. Yeah. You feel better by helping other people. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on them all. Yep. If you would like to email into the show, hadn't got an email in a while, would love to have some of those. What happened to our Canadian girl that was emailing us pretty regularly? Uh, We hadn't heard from her in a while. She sent us a picture, just went on the radar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can email us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. You can tweet at us on Twitter. We are at underscore Earth Oddity there. And if you like pictures, we post show art. Oh, yeah. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. But the best way to get in touch with us is our handy-dandy phone number. What's that phone number? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Also, you can text that phone number, too. Oh, that's right. So we... We haven't talked about that, but yeah. anyone that wants to send us a text, you can yeah. text that number. That's right. I will get back to you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.